Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yun Tang, and I am here with DJ Alexicon. DJ Alexicon in the house. Woot woot. And Johnny Wu, who is manning the soundboard. Hello, everybody. And our guest today is Kathy Wu with Asia Inc. Hi, everyone. Now, before we get started, uh, DJ Alexicon would like to do his... Impressions of the week. Woo! And would you like to go first? <laughs> I like to go first because I'm excited about this impression of the week of mine. <laughs> Not everybody knows, but by the time this brought this airs, the Cleveland, the seventh uh, Cleveland Dragon Boat Festival, have just been concluded. And for since 2008, the Motivations team, the team that I'm with, uh, placed third this year. Woo! Congratulations! Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You guys practice a lot, right? Yes, like yes, we do. Yeah, yes, finally do. they got their place after practicing every year for the past three, four years. More than that. More than <laughs> that. Because in 2008, the Motivations team were actually the champions. Oh, I didn't know that. So for the past six years, they never met, we never medaled uh, ever. So um, the reason it's an impression is um, when I was younger, I've always been part of sports, part of athletics, and I've been lucky enough to be part of winning teams where we placed first, second, and third. And you guys will know as you grow older. <laughs> that, uh, you know, you're, when you're young and you achieve How that. How old are you? I, you, know, <laughs> you know, I think I'm the oldest person here in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're young like that and you, you get achievements like that, placing in, in sporting events like that, you don't really appreciate it. You're happy when you're young, when you're 16, 20s, you're happy, you're happy. But as you age, as you, as you grow older and you continue participating in sports, you, you will notice that the the placing of the medals really becomes little or non-existent at all <laughs> because, you know, you're not part of an organized sport. And um, it's, it's just like that because when you grow older, you participate less in sports. So, and when you experience something like that, when you're older, it becomes more special because when we're younger, we're stronger. But when we grow older, as we age, we grow weaker. So <laughs> I got something for you. Yin is thinking right now, I but but <laughs> um, but yeah, as you grow older, you become weaker. You exert more effort. It takes more time to recover. But in a team sports, you you get energy or you get enthusiasm or drive from your other team members. And the more you put into it, the more you exert, the more work you have. We have life. We got girlfriends. We got organizations. We got work left and right. So your focus, so it really, it really takes out a lot of it. It requires dedication that you really need to do it. And what I describe is what happened to me because I just joined Dragon Boat uh, Racing two years ago. And, you know, being an athlete, I still have to exert effort. I have to diet. I can't, you know, I have to dedicate Sundays just to practice. Diet? I heard you were carb loading. <laughs> yeah. I was carb loading three days before the race. Oh. But um, it, even though we've always heard that it's the journey that counts, 
we, we, we hear that cliche, right? That it's the journey, not the destination. So what happened last Sunday is um, in our third and final heat, uh, we beat our time, the fastest time ever that Motivations Dragon Boat team has paddled. Uh, two minutes and nine seconds. We even beat the, our first time. And when we crossed that finish line, it's like, you know, I got a smile in my face. I got a little, <laughs> get, I, I got a little bit emotional because when we crossed that finish line, I knew that we were fast. And all the hard work for two years flashed in my mind. I was really, really happy. No, oh, that's good. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's not the finals that I'm happy. It's just the fact that we really did it, all those hard work. It's like when we medaled, it's just icing. We lost, of course, we lost. We're third place. But it's not that. I was happy that we achieved so much in that third heat. Actually, I think you won third place, right? You didn't lose. Yes, yes, yes. We won third place. We won third place. So that, that's my impression. That's my impression. It's, it's just sweeter, you know. DJ's impressions take forever. I know. Sorry. I'll edit that. It's like partial confessions. Exactly. Yeah. His exploration to his soul. But um, but for me, it was a little bit different. Um, actually, mine occurred today, and I thought this trumped anything else I could have possibly said. I was, um, I'm part of the CSU dance company this year, and I'm dancing, I'm dancing with all these other students at CSU. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And, I, look what I'm wearing. Oh, I see. DJ Lexicon <laughs> is wearing Cleveland State alumni t-shirts. Yes. So, But I'm dancing, we're on break, and uh, one of the girls is saying, oh, you know, I should start meditating before bedtime. And I'm saying, oh, it's really good for you to help you relax and everything. I told her about how once I went to go meditate for 15, 20 minutes, and it ended up being an hour and a half. And I'm like, and then my husband comes and knock on the door and then this other girl's like wait you're married <laughs> and i'm like uh yeah and they're, they're like how old are you i'm like i'm 29 they're like oh my god because apparently i look a lot younger so dj maybe sometimes as you get older you get stronger in doing sports it's not a stereotype like all asians look younger <laughs> i look 16 you, no, Kathy sorry. looks 14. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how to like, respond to that one. Just... Johnny looks 28. <laughs> Seriously? Actually, Seriously. Aaron did think you were like 25. I know. That's, why, that's a good compliment. Look at Johnny. Johnny's all smiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, um, I don't know if that's really an impression, but it made an impression on me. Um, yes, I, I apparently was mistaken for a 22-year-old. But but what about you, Kathy? Did you have any impressions of the week, month, years ago? Yeah. Um, actually, something that uh, came to mind was I went to uh, my mom's garden with her yesterday, the community garden. And it was really, really interesting because um, it's the first time this has ever happened to me. But we were I was helping her pick her greens, and uh, we, we kind of walked past this pumpkin leaf. And literally on top of this leaf was um, a grasshopper Aww. sitting there with another grasshopper on top of it, Ooh. and oh, they were very, uh, they were sitting. Exciting scene! I, I, you know, it's funny because my mom was like, "Oh, look, it's um, the mom grasshopper," you know, carrying her baby, and and I was like, "I think they're mating," but but it was just literally um, so cool because obviously I took out my phone and took a picture of it, but. They didn't run away. They just sat there. What did your mom say when you said, oh, probably it's mating? My mom was like, you think so? And I was like, I don't know, mom. And then, of course, like, I put on my phone. I Googled it because I'm yeah. such a Google nut. But um, it was just really cool because, you know, summer's ended and fall is here. And um, 
I've never seen a grasshopper that up close before. Really? You know, and so is it a big one? It was huge. I, I mean, like, I have a picture on my phone. Three inch. Yes, it, oh, it was wow. huge, and it, it was just it sitting want, there. And it doesn't want to fly so, away or go um, away because they're doing something. And yeah, I wouldn't them. too. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. too busy to know. They're too busy to know. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> That's what my mom was saying, and that just really left an impression on me. That you know. Um, The circle of life, kind of, I oh, guess, I with everything. Is it, are you scarred? No, no. <laughs> it, it was just cool because it was like, like they did, they seriously just sat there while I took a picture of them. I, I got it pretty close, and I thought they were going to run away or something, but wow. they just sat there, and it was just so pretty, mm-hmm. you know. It's okay. kind of um, like a reminder of me that this se- a new season is here, and we won't be hearing them anymore in the next few weeks. Wow. And so it was kind of nice. That's That all. is kind of sad. I, I do like the sound of grasshoppers and crickets. Or, yeah, night. crickets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's crickets. Wait, Same difference. Crickets. <laughs> grasshoppers are quieter. Yeah. But, um, but we used to have a pet frog, and we would feed it crickets. And usually from the pet store, they pull off the, the lower layer of wings or the upper ones, the ones that you need to make noise. But one of the crickets had, like, half a wing, so you could hear, like, half chirps every now and then. Oh, yeah. so It's sad. probably asking for its life or <laughs> begging for its life or no. asking for help. So the little froggy. He ate the crickets, and now I'm sad. Now <laughs> it's really sad, but just Johnny, because they're little. Johnny, what about your impression? Oh yeah, we I, haven't heard uh, Johnny's impressions. I never thought that much about impressions, and everything in my life impresses me. Uh, I think uh, uh, Johnny's impression should be like his filmmaking activities that he's been posting in Facebook. Yeah, what's that about, what's oh. that, about that? Yeah, what's new with you? It's called learning experiences, not impressions. <laughs> experiences. I learn through doing stuff. If I otherwise, I'll be a stupid, lazy, uh, old man, useless old man <laughs> filmmaker. <laughs> old filmmaker. There you go. So you mean out of date? Out of date. Yes. We, uh, I, I, I love to read, and when when you know internet started, when I started using internet, I would go online and try to go everything I can to learn about everything I need to learn about filmmaking, about extraterrestrial, about planet, extraterrestrials. Yeah, yes. ET like, stuff, yes. ghost. They're stuff. all over. Do you believe oh, in wow. extraterrestrials? I believe yes. they exist. They're, they're, they're the among us. Being. They exist within us. <laughs> well, we're not talking about the illegal. Im- Im- uh, Im- Kathy might be an that's alien. Really that's who's, not who's aliens. Might that's be illegal. spying on us yeah. humans. But well. I also believe there's ghosts, and I mean, we. I used to be part of the um, uh, ghost hunting team when I was in yeah. Panama. Yeah, you posted on Facebook about this haunted house in, in Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan. Is it Taiwan or China? Is it China? Oh. No, actually, no, it's Beijing. Beijing? It's Beijing, yeah. yeah. So I want to go check that out so bad. <laughs> it scares me, too. <laughs> I, I love horror movies, but I'm terrified of them. But uh, but enough about our little hobbies and uh, our impressions. impressions. <laughs> and we'll have to talk later about extraterrestrials and ghosts. But it would be a special episode. It would be a very special episode, <laughs> maybe in time for Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we can bring a, uh, a ghost hunter here. Don't bring like any that. ghosts. Why not? Because I'm Let's afraid. Do oh, Let's do it. And we can do like a Ouija board. Okay, I will be wearing protective charm. <laughs> I'm terrified of these. Okay, if it, if it's a good ghost, then that's fine. But With you Casper. know, you're, you know, Casper. just a little bit off topic. That's but you're su- you're supposed yes. to like cast protective circles and everything. But you know, uh, enough about that. <laughs> but Kathy, back to you. Thank you so much for coming in today and Definitely. entertaining us. So, um, 
Kathy, you're with Asia Services in Action. Can you tell us a little bit about what your nonprofit organization does? Sure. Um, well, at Asia, our mission is to empower and advocate for the Asian American Pacific Islanders in the Northeast Ohio area, specifically in Akron and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we provide um, the AAPI population with access to um, culturally and linguistically Uh, appropriate information and services within the community. So basically, we're there kind of as a bridge or a resource for the community here. Mm -hmm. Um, So where in Akron is your office located? In Akron, our office is located right off of Carroll Street. So it's right down the road from the University of Akron, Mm -hmm. um, off of West Market. Okay. It's it's a nice little office there. Now, uh, do you you offer language classes? Do you offer a job training for um, Asian immigrants? Right. Yes, so they uh, we offer citizenship classes mm-hmm. and language classes, and so we also have a class. Um, it's like a kind of like a professional building class where they learn about how to write your resume, you know, what to do in an interview. Oh, so yeah. there's a lot of different services that we do there. We also um, serve as an advocate for the community. So a lot of times, if um, you know someone at a top level wanted to know what the opinion of the uh, the Asian American opinion is about maybe mm-hmm. a political topic. A lot of times Asia is reached out to to kind of get that opinion. So. Okay, that's really awesome. How yeah. long has uh, Asia Inc. been um, ex- in existence? Um, you know what? I believe we've been around for about 16 years, wow. 16, 17 years. So we're, we're I always I always think of organizations and I always think, Just yeah, the same we're a teenager. You, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we've been around for 16 years. I could be, I could be wrong. I just started actually not too long ago. Okay. So. Um, that actually was my uh, next question. How long have you been with Asia Inc.? I just started with Asia at the end of February. Okay. And so. Um, February- They're the same age as this radio show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. When you told when you said February third was your first show, I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of just a few weeks before I started at Asia, and so. Uh, but you know, since I've started, they're a great organization to work for. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a huge family, and honestly, mm-hmm. it's so cool working in an Asian agency because you always have sriracha and fish sauce <laughs> yes. in the fridge. Yes, sriracha. So, yes. Yeah, it, that's probably one of my favorite things so far since working there. <laughs> we call it the Asian ketchup. Yes. 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 Asian. Ketchup. Because so. most American families have ketchup, but most Asian American families have shirashi. Yes, that's right. So, and for those of you listeners who aren't familiar with it, if you go into most Asian restaurants, it's a clear bottle. It's a red with chili sauce, Chinese with a green markings, cap. and a green cap. Yeah, comes a, in two the, sizes. You have to get <laughs> no, one with the rooster on it. I didn't yeah, know that. The rooster, the rooster. Yeah. There's a rooster, and it comes in. To, uh, two sizes. Some people call it rooster sauce because they can't pronounce shirasha. That's right. So. Actually, um, I was listening to a radio show not too long ago, and that's actually one of the food trends right now hmm. is sriracha. So it's, yeah. it's kind of up and coming. And sriracha is not a just while. a regular hot sauce because no. when you taste it, it kind of it's mild and then it builds up. It's mm-hmm. not like hot immediately. It like it's like building up the hotness in your tongue. That's why it's so yes. good. Yes, yeah. and. And it's it's like it's a little bit sweet, I think. Yes. I mean, not yes. like a sugar sweet, but a different kind of sweet, yeah. like a yeah. natural sweet. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like pepper ch- sweet. It's go, like sorry. you're chasing the hot. You you put it in, you taste it. Oh, it's not hot. 
<laughs> and then you put some more in it, and then it catches up to you. And okay, I'm good with this. And then maybe I should put some more. That's, that's, that's how it I is. feel like I feel like we should jump ahead and just ask Kathy what her favorite Asian dish is. My favorite Asian dish. Okay, so I'm glad you asked that. My obsession all summer um, has been just the summer rolls. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever tried them, they're just basically a bunch of different vegetables ranging from like lettuce, cucumbers, carrots. And then, um, and maybe you put like some shrimp in there and you wrap it up in this, I don't know, like this rice, thin rice paper mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it looks like an egg roll, but it's not fried or anything. It tastes really healthy. So it's and- fresh wrap. Yeah. yeah do, do you have it with vermicelli or lime yeah, or anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have it with vermicelli. So it's really, really good. And it's just easy to make and that's actually something that we make at Asia all the time at work so you guys make food at work yeah so sometimes someone mm. will bring something and then we'll be like okay well let's just all have lunch together so, so that's can I work there <laughs> yeah, yes come over we'll that's take an awesome can I have lunch with you yeah <laughs> there will be like steaks so. there if I work there there's <laughs> oh, steaks, steaks every there. day <laughs> if I work there well it's cool because we have our community garden in the front and so we actually go out to a community garden oh, right really? in front of our office and pick the green the mustard green stare and then we mm-hmm. use it in the summer rolls so that's something that's really unique what kind of sauce do you use with it the fish sauce um, we use uh there's a girl that works with us and she makes this sauce i think it's like hoisin sauce with some oh. peanuts and it's awesome hoisin. I, I got hoisin and sriracha those are my Yummy. two asian yeah. staples in addition to my <laughs> filipino stuff well, what about yeah. teriyaki <laughs> No, absolutely no. Well, you, you had some teriyaki today from Coco Bakery. Yeah, but teriyaki is a sauce that I can make from scratch. You can? Oh, yeah. Really? But um, hoisin and sriracha, there's some secret ingredients there. That's <laughs> <laughs> and pray tell, Alex, how do you make teriyaki from scratch? Uh, it's secret, secret, secret. There's okay. a Filipino I didn't know that you there. could do that from I think scratch. Kathy and I are going to have to Google this. <laughs> We're both Google there's some soy sauce there. There's some sugar in there. Is that it? No, no, there's more. There's some, some more agents there. Because you have to co- come allergic, on, co- come co- on. Yeah. Tell us more. Tell us <laughs> anyway, more. back to... Uh... <laughs> so have you been in Akron your entire life? Um, actually, no. My family, we moved to Akron in 2000. And I was actually in middle school. Oh. So I'm originally from California. Oh, oh another wow. California. Yes. What are you doing oh, here? We're being, invaded by, we're being invaded by people from California. That's in the okay, coming they're weeks, welcome. They're welcome to I know, in the yeah. coming weeks, I'm planning to interview people who transplanted to Cleveland from California. Really? Oh, yeah. really? But it's not called raided. It means that they love Cleveland so much, they're going to come back here and live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm planning to bring people from California who migrated to Cleveland, uh, different people who've been here at different times. So how do you like the weather here? Um, after being here for 13 years. Yeah, after being here for so long, I'm used to it now, but... Um, I, I remember the first time I saw snow, I was in love. And then by the, you know, the third time, fourth, third or fourth time, I was like, okay. But um, I don't think I really disliked snow until I started driving. Mm-hmm. But because up, up until then, it was just something snow. really, really cool. But um, I like the weather overall. It's not, it's not that bad. You know, it, it could be worse. I guess is the way. It's a valid question because that question ha- have different answers, even for people who were born here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people who hated it, even though they've been living here all their lives. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So your entire family family moved to this area from California. Yes. So my whole family moved here, and we took the Greyhound actually. Oh really? <laughs> oh really? So That's like, fun. 
Uh, I think it scarred me a bit. It was oh. like a four day. From which uh, city in California? From Fresno, California. Okay. So I know how you felt because I went to uh, California before via Greyhound just on a on a on a whim. On a whim. Yeah. On a whim. <laughs> UCLA. Wow. I, I traveled from Cleveland, Ohio, all the way to. What did your friends there? Yeah, I, I met uh, a friend in the Philippines, and she invited me over. Hey, come if you want to visit California. So when I came here, I oh. took a three day. That's how I found out about the other states do in they, the U.S. Do they have places for you to shower? No, there no. is no showering just, for three to four days when you're yeah, in a Greyhound bus. That's disgusting. I'm and you sorry. stop at like ungodly hours, like, right? Two a.m., three a.m. You know, you stop at like the most random diners, and I just know that. I don't know how my mom did it. Um, my dad actually drove a U-Haul with my uncle and my mom. Oh, with man. my other four siblings all came. And you can imagine my mom is, you know, um, she's a refugee. So she barely spoke any English. And I have no idea how we survived. But we're here. So <laughs> I'm just glad. <laughs> that's wow. Yeah. That, that That's some guts right there yeah. to take five. I recommend people doing the Greyhound to just go to random states. Yeah, yeah, but I actually sure. think about taking a Greyhound to uh, California. What's and that? not showering for three days. <laughs> no, I, I change you know, clothes in, every day. In, yeah. In winter time, you don't even shower. No, just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> in, you don't win- shower in the I winter? I do. I do every day. But <laughs> I know a few. I know a few people who doesn't shower in winters, like for a week. Oh my god. A week oh. is kind of stretchy. I could see that's, maybe two, three days. Like okay, I, uh, winter time, three days. That's something else. But four no. days, you start to. You start uh, yeah. emanating Things something. Start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the winter, you're not sweating as much yeah. and you're not moving around as much, I can understand. But, but Why are we wash. talking about shower, not shower? <laughs> I, I could never do that. You know, Even in winter, even if I'm just inside, I have to shower every day. You know, every day. I just have to say, I really feel for your mother taking that long ride with kids, yeah. a lot of kids. Were there any like any of your siblings who were very young during that time? Um, let's see, I was in middle school. My, the, my youngest brother... He was, I think he was like two. Aww. So, you know, he was Aww. the youngest one there. He was really good. I, I mean, I oh, remember good. the, I remember parts of it. Um, like, I remember this weird diner we went to that was, like, you know, we had like scrambled eggs and <laughs> hash browns. You know, that's not a typical, like, Asian, Asian, breakfast, Asian breakfast, you know. Yeah. And so, um, I remember little small stuff like that, but it kind did of. Did you go um, up towards the farm state, Iowa, or did you go down going up? We went down coming back up. Oh, interesting. So, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My trip was from uh, here to Chicago to Iowa to Denver, then going down to California. Oh. I've always wanted a road trip that way, but you know, to where I could stop every two days and shower. Yeah. <laughs> no showering. There's a bathroom inside a Greyhound. Yeah, the but it's different. <laughs> it's small. They're, they're very I know, small. It's, but it's moving. It's really yes. moving. <laughs> and it's smelly. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the oldest in your family? Um, there's five of us, and I'm actually the second. Oh, really? Wow. And so um, I have an older brother. So I am the oldest girl, which does count for something. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, We're the older sister. Yes, I am. And then I eldest. have. Eldest. Yeah. Did you boss around everybody? Yeah, even my older brother, I did. You oh, know? Really? I was like put in that position. I, I I always tell them like, you don't know what it's like to be the oldest girl because you put, you oh get put God. in a position that you don't want to be in, but you have to you have to assume that position. So, um, but I have two younger sisters and a little brother. So mm. it's, we're we're a pretty big family. Well, you know, pretty big family for the average American family, but mm-hmm. in the Hmong, like compared to all my other cousins, we're actually pretty 
small. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's true. You mentioned yeah. that your mother was a refugee. Refugee from where? From Laos. Both my mom and dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we're actually Hmong. Um, yeah. If anyone's ever heard of it, or if everyone's ever seen Gran Torino, is that the one with yes. the H yes. in the front? Yes. Yes. So, right. so that's you, how you say it. Yes, Hmong. you pronounce it without the H. So for anyone who likes Google, you just go. Just Google H M O N G, and that's that's what I am. No, um, the first time I've actually heard of the the Hmong minority, it was I was believe I was in middle school, as a matter of fact, and I was in China, and they actually call them Miao people, mm-hmm. and um, there's like different colors. There's like a green, blue, and what's the third color? Or maybe white. White. Yeah. Is it just the three, or are there more? There's more. There's green, blue, white. They're striped. I don't know. Oh. I don't know how you become a striped mom. Could they be? Uh... Um, no, no. I, it's like a, I think it's like geographical, and it's almost oh, okay. like a dialect. Ah. Also, so I'm actually a white monk, but if I were to hear a gray monk person talk, it's kind of like hearing somebody from the south have like a southern accent. Got it. Um, but some words are a little different, or I guess it's more comparable to someone with a British accent because some of the uh, words are a little different. I see. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, the Hmong people are there still Hmong people in Laos or yes? Oh, okay. There are, and actually, um, some of them are still in hiding because they don't know the war is over. Really? Yeah. So, so um, being a refugee is a political or a just because it's like is it similar to uh, the Vietnam War? Um, it actually are refugees from the Vietnam War. Oh, okay. So, All right. Um, it was during that war when they were kind of caught in the. They in were the in, middle. Laos, yeah. in the middle, and then they were brought over here. But uh, speaking of the the different colors of the Hmong, uh, do we call them tribes? Or? How do we call I, the classification? Well, no, that wouldn't work. No, because we're all. I don't know. I've never thought about that. Just I just never thought about colors. it until I try to say it. Classification is delineated by city or tribe, mm-hmm. language, or, or language. Yeah. Because in the Philippines, there's a lot of dialect. Yeah, yeah. and you know. Um, I, I think it's geographical, but I'm not really sure. I've never really huh. tried to find out. I've just always, you know, just grow up saying, oh. Okay, well, you're white mong, I'm green mong. So our listeners, <laughs> if you know the answer to that, just paste it on our Facebook. Facebook, so. yes. Definitely. <laughs> and let us know. Let us our, know. Our clothing is different, though. That's probably the most distinct besides language and clothing. Speaking you know. of clothing, you, yeah. there's beautiful, ornate silver jewelry that goes, is it, is, it's passed down, right? Mm-hmm. And then each maiden has to make their own headdress, right? I think that might be what it is traditionally. Uh-huh. But now everything's, actually, actually, it's funny you say that. The headdress now, if you've ever seen it, there's the silver headdress. But then they also have one that kind of, it almost kind of looks like a turban. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know what? I think I, uh, last February or January during the Lunar New Year... Um, Kathy's sister Bao had has a uh, dance troupe that I saw because I was a DJ in that stage. Blooming flowers. And I remember yeah. that turban thing that you're mentioning because the the kids were wearing it in one of their costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when we were little. My mom used to have to wrap this long piece of cloth that was like literally like ten feet long or something around our head like a turban. But nowadays everything's simple. They actually have this like this like foam thing that's a pre-made oh. turban they just put on your head and it's just oh, easy nice. to go wow. so turban um, cool. to go <laughs> yeah really I, I know that sounds really funny um, but the silver jewelry is gorgeous mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really it's super heavy if, um, if you ever get a chance to try it on 
Um, it's very valuable, but if you ever get a chance to try it on, I definitely say you should because it's yeah. we wear it throughout the whole day during a Hmong New Year oh, celebration. Wow. We will try to post some pictures because I think I have some pictures from that performances. I actually might have some photos. Remember, I was in middle school. This is before you know digital cameras were popular. Mm-hmm. But my uncle is a sculptor, an all-around artist, but he loves sculpting and he absolutely loved Hmong jewelry and he was a collector. So I probably that's how I learned about it. So he was oh, telling me really about cool. it. Yes. And he's in China, so. So we'll try to post uh, pictures in our Facebook site yeah. about what we're describing. Right if now. I can find it. So yeah. he would hang it on the wall. It was like really beautiful. So. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but since we mentioned your sister, can you tell us a little bit about how she learned Hmong dancing and what inspired her to get all these adorable and awesomely yeah, insane and little girls together? Yes. They're so together. It's amazing. They are. Yeah. They're very yes. well synced. <laughs> it's not, I'm not just saying it just to, you know, just to because say it. she's here <laughs> in say your face. It because <laughs> Kathy is here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they're very together. So. Yeah. So um, if you're in the area and you've ever been to any cultural festivals um, in the Akron Cleveland area, you might have seen a group of little girls ranging from the age of 7 to 13 um, wearing bright, colorful costume and doing something called a Hmong dance. And their group is called Blooming Flower. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we say it in Hmong is Patechia. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my sister um, formed that group because uh, when we first moved to Ohio, my cousin and I decided to teach my sister and them how to Hmong dance. And so uh, we taught them for a few years and they were performing at a Hmong New Year celebration. And eventually it got to the point where they... They felt like they had cooler moves than what we were able to teach them, I think. And so um, they started, you know, making up their own dance moves. And then uh, eventually uh, you get to an age where, you're, you know, I think she kind of felt like, okay, I don't know if I really have time for this anymore. So she started recruiting these little girls, our cousins mostly, on how to dance. And from there, it just kind of really blossomed. And um, she loves it. It's great. It helps them connect to the culture. It helps them connect to the music. Mm-hmm. And it helps them really build self-confidence. And so That's I good. think those were things that she didn't really expect. It kind of was just like, oh, you know, we like we like to do dancing and it's fun and it's cool. At the end, it kind of sends out, it gives us a presence in the state of Ohio. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. You know, and I think that's the great thing about it. And it gives the girls self-confidence and it gives them a sense of identity. So oh, yeah. um, it has some really good outcomes. And they are, she's very good with them about making sure that they <laughs> all shake the same, that they're all yeah. in sync, you know, so. So yeah. um, from where these children came from, is there a huge small community in Cleveland? Um, in Cleveland, you know, it's it's funny, we've met a few... When I say Cleveland, covers Akron and the other oh, suburbs. Yeah. So in Akron, yeah, th- we do have a pretty big Hmong population. Um, not as big as if you were to go out to St. Paul, Minnesota, for example. Oh, interesting. Or Fresno, California. Those are like Hmong capital cities. Mm. You know, they have billboards and streets and everything in Hmong and wow. TV shows and stuff oh, like okay. that. So there is um, a huge presence in those is. cities. In, in Ohio, though, altogether, we have about 450 Hmong people between oh. Akron in Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Toledo. The biggest populations in Akron, which is probably about 300. Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited because I actually secretly have two monk skirts at home. Ooh, really? My Ooh, uncle look at got that. it for me. And they oh, were actually, that's cool. they were handmade. We were shopping mm-hmm. and um, it was at this touristy spot. But then they had like these little side streets you go a little bit further and it's where the locals shopped. And he knew like this local artist who would go uh, to the southwest of China and like bring back artifacts. And we saw this lady with these skirts and she actually was Hmong. Yeah. And my uncle's like, hey, why don't you and your sister get skirts? I'm like, really? It was really... Because there's, uh, yeah. 
it, you know, if you've ever, to the listener, if you've ever seen them, there are so many tiny pleats in the dress, at least the ones that I have. Mm-hmm. It would take forever to make. And all of the hand embroidery, I actually, I bought little pieces because don't they embroider like the cuffs around the wrists yep. and everything? Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was so pretty. I actually frame them. They're hanging up in my house. Uh-huh. All you need now is another person to wear the other costume and you can dance in the mall. Can I do a mong dance? Well, you could do it, Alex. <laughs> why sure, not? Sure, why not? <laughs> do it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, it, it's really wonderful that there is this mong dance troupe here in mm-hmm. Akron, Cleveland area. And, you know, we can't compare to California, but uh, we are nearing our halfway point, and we're going to take a short break. When we come back, DJ Alexicon is going to do Alex's Corner, and we will take it from there. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're here with you every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program gives you an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. We're volunteer-based, so we hope that you will support our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And uh, speaking of events, DJ Alexicon. Yes, I've been looking forward to this section of the show every weekend. Alex's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we have a couple of events happening uh, in the coming weeks or the coming months. First event that I want to mention that's going to happen on November 15 is Asia Inc.'s Gala at the Ariel International Center. This gala is a fundraiser and it has a silent auction. And I recommend or suggest or invite every listener of ours to attend this gala. And you will have a good night or a good time in this event. Don't you have to buy tickets though? You have to buy tickets? Yes. So if you go onto our website, which is www.asiaohio.org, um, you will see right when you get on there some information about how to get to the gala. It's for a great cause and it's um, our focus is on health this year. So. And awesome. that is <laughs> asiaohio.org. Ariel International is right smack in downtown. So it's very convenient for everybody wherever you're coming from. Our next event that sounds exciting happens on October 11 and October 12. It's the International Gathering of Circle of Masters. It's happening at Beachwood High School. It's a two-day seminar of different martial artists. So for all those who are young and young at heart, here is a good seminar for you. If you're interested in martial arts, I think you will be learning a lot from this seminar. The next event that's pretty exciting happens a few days before Thanksgiving. It's on November 24. It's Festival of Fates. It happens at the Banai Jashuruin. There will be Asian performances on this event. So as this event comes near, we'll be mentioning more details about it. Another event that's pretty exciting and generating a lot of buzz on Facebook is the movie called Linsanity. It's uh, premiering nationwide on October 4th. Linsanity is the story about Jeremy Lin, the, N- the Asian NBA player who's got, who has a, a fairy tale story last season. And this is a story of how he struggles. And I would think that this would be a very inspirational movie. And that caps our event for the coming weeks. And that now I'd like to do a few shout-outs to, to some very interesting people and who are important <laughs> to us, people and organizations. First one, of course, is a very biased shout-out. is Motivations. Motivations <laughs> for Cleveland. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Motivations for Cleveland is a networking group. It's, it's a, uh, an Asian-American organization, networking organization. And one of its goals is the retention of Asian-American talent within Cleveland. Uh, the word American means that it's not only for Asians. So if you're not Asians and you like to have a good time or know more about Cleveland, join this uh, organization. They have a Facebook presence and their website is motivations.org. And another organization that I'd like to do a shout-out on is OCA. OCA is a very important organization or organization within the community of Cleveland because it's an advocate. Another important organization that plays a huge part in the community of Cleveland is OCA. OCA is an advocate of justice and civil rights for Asians and for everybody. It's also a nonpartisan organization. Next is a restaurant that always treats us well with good treats is Coco Bakery. Yay! <laughs> yes, yummy. Um, you always mention us. You always hear us mentioning Coco Bakery. Well, but because it's so good and it's close to our location, so Coco Bakery is one of the uh, hidden gems of Cleveland. And I invite everybody to come visit it. They have free Wi-Fi. They're on Payne Avenue by East Thirty Eighth, and they have free water too. So. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, last but not the least is Yintang Dance Company. <laughs> Yintang Dance Company is a, a great organization and it's an opportunity for everyone if you'd like to learn some Asian dances and it's headed by our own Yintang. Or if you want to perform. Oh, really? Yes. We're looking for performers. Oh, look ah. at that. 
Uh, is this exclusively for females? Nope. You may join too, Alex. I know that you're going to ask. <laughs> as Can long you- as you make me a tree. I'm happy with being a tree <laughs> on the right stage or the left stage. <laughs> Move with the wind. Yes, yes. yes. I will be a bamboo tree so, I, so that I can bend and sway with the wind. I'm going to hand you some peacock feathers, and you can just stand there as a peacock. Believe me, when you hand me the peacock feather, the audience <laughs> will notice it, and they will say, that was the best swaying peacock feather I've ever seen on stage. But and Oh, I'd like to mention the Minority Business Entrepreneurship Awards for 2013, and I'd like to congratulate our own Johnny Wu for winning it. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. But he's not alone in this boat. Oh, boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Yen, did you know that our own Johnny Wu is the, the only Asian descent male who won the Minority Business Entrepreneurship Award for 2013 last week? I do know now. And he is among good company. Among, yes, the, among the persons who won is attorney Margaret Wong, Radhika Reddy, and Rita Singh. So tell us more about this award, Johnny, and how do you feel about receiving um, this award? I don't know. I don't know whether or not I really... I deserve it because I just started my business since 1998 and never thought about getting out there like crazy or, you know, compared to Radhika or Margaret Wong or Rita, I'm just a nobody. So I feel like very honored to get this award and, you know, so on. I guess 15 years is not enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the congrats is in order as well as some special cakes from Coco Bakery. I know, special cakes and special (laughs) And uh, watermelon smoothies. Watermelon (laughs) smoothie. I will try just to celebrate Johnny's win. Congratulations, Johnny. Thank you. Well, definitely. And um, among some of the other things that are going on, uh, Asia Inc. is doing Project Raise. Uh, Kathy, can you tell us what the letters R-A-I-S-E stand for in Project Raise? Sure. Uh, Raise stands for, and I'll bear with me, it's a little bit long, (laughs) uh, Reaching Asian Americans Through Innovative and Supportive Engagement. And what is this program uh, supposed to, uh, what is the mission of this program? So the mission of RAISE is to bring healthy, eating, active living practices to the Asian American community through um, maybe a policy, a systems, or environmental change. And okay. so uh, RAISE is really cool because we it's a multi-sector partnership, meaning that we don't work with just other nonprofits. We work with uh, well, they're nonprofits, but they kind of serve a different purpose. For example, we work with the cultural language schools. We work with the different ethnic uh, voluntary social groups, OCA Cleveland being one of them. Mm, okay. um, we work with... Uh, I know you work with PASO, the Philippine American Society of yes, Ohio. Yes, that's right. We work with PASO. They're amazing. Um, we also work with the three refugee settlement organizations mm-hmm. and with St. Clair Superior Development Corporation. So um, we really take this multi-sector partnership kind of idea and bring everyone together to, um, you know, target healthy eating, active living for our community. That's really awesome. That's a great way to get reach. Yeah, I remember there. when Kathy spoke at the uh, Philippine, the Paso Philippine American Society of Higher Group. I was there too during the board meeting. And after she spoke, I was kind of guilty of eating the food because they always serve <laughs> yeah. a lot of food in, in our meeting. I was like yeah. looking at it and looking at Kathy. And <laughs> but, you know, they did a really great job because they, they had really healthy food there still. I think, they, I think she brought fish. Yes, and, yes. 
um, a few really good, really, really yummy traditional dishes. Always, always. So if there is a nonprofit who's listening to this radio show right now and they want to get involved with Project Raise, how would they go about doing that? So if anyone um, is interested in working with the Asian American community in terms of healthy eating, active living, and would like to be a partner, they could actually just get a hold of me by emailing me. Um, my email is cvue at asiaohio.org. Um, and yeah, you know, get in touch with me and we'll get you all linked up to the right, the right places. So that's C like Kathy and then V like Vendetta. Oh, there you go. That was, that's probably the coolest C- one I've heard in a while. C-V-U. I love the, the way to say it. <laughs> yeah, so it's at C-V-U-E at AsiaOhio.org. That's right. So kind of like the car, V-U-E. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> it is. I never thought about it. That. I tell people my last name is Tang, like the orange juice, and they know right away. <laughs> oh, I always say it's like the Saturn car of the view. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. so. Do you have so, a Saturn car? I, no, I don't. <laughs> you should because, you know, just put your name in front of the <laughs> God's view. Yeah, that's a good idea. That would be, it would be very special. Very. But um, So does the organization get to choose what they want to focus on as a part of Project Raise? Um, right now, we're actually in the midst of kind of seeing what other topics we could kind of explore. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the groups actually came up to me and asked about, you know, uh, assess, uh, accessibility to transportation, mm-hmm. especially for like our aging population. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are just some ideas that have been kind of thrown out. So right now we're really focused on healthy eating, active living more. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely, you know, as time goes on, we're, we're still very uh, a new, new addition to Asia. Mm-hmm. And so as time goes on, if something comes up and we feel like it's a real need in the community, then we'll definitely work towards that. That's really neat. Yeah. So um, how does it work? Are you trying to uh, help them by giving information and and sponsoring um, little projects inside of each of these organizations? So the way it works is we actually really take um, an upstream approach towards reaching the community. And so uh, we either ask the organizations, you know, and work with them on implementing maybe a policy. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, having healthy food options at your events that you do mm-hmm. or with the cultural language schools it was a matter of um, adding a nutrition curriculum to what you're currently teach already to the students mm-hmm. and so we take a very upstream approach uh, we we try to to do any kind of environmental change that we can but that usually takes up a lot of it, it's a complicated process but that's something that's um hopefully in the works for Asia town so if everything works out great, then you'll probably be seeing some changes around here. That's shortly. a good. Uh, the first one I like because now you're reminding people to have healthy options um, during their events because there's a lot of events and people just bring um, bring desserts. everything, bring desserts <laughs> without thinking about it. But yeah. with Project Race, it's it's a matter of awareness, I think. Yep. So um, that's the main thing. Like. Uh, people want to make healthy choices, but when you don't even get the opportunity to make that healthy choice and you get to choose from donuts, pies, cheesecake, or brownies, you know, yes, yes. pizza, or pizza, then, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you really don't get the opportunity to make the healthy choice. That's so. true, because even with uh, Filipino gatherings, what, that's one of my challenges during summer, because event after event, almost every other week, and the food is heavy, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy. And, uh, yeah, a lot of meat. 
Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> typically a Filipino party. A lot of meat and some noodle dish. Yeah. And actually, I could speak for the same. When I was in college, I lived with a couple of my friends who were vegan. So slowly, I transformed into being vegan. But after college, in the in-between period, I was living with my mother. And she cooked so much meat, I would have starved if I were <laughs> vegan. So right. I transitioned back into a normal yeah. eater. So. should have met you earlier. Lots of meats, huh? Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, and I know how to cook those meats very well. Like duck, you have to be careful with it or it'll taste very fishy. I know. I, I've cooked I duck, duck before. It's yeah. hard to cook, especially when it's the oven. You have to drain those oil, drain, 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 mm-hmm. drain, drain. And then you have to use a lot of ginger or even salt to like get the fishy smell out because, yeah. face it, you are what you eat and ducks eat fish. But if you didn't shower... Well, so, you know... Um, we all learn about the food pyramid in elementary school. Um, and even, you know, some of my friends now, they're like, you know, it's so hard because I'm telling myself to eat more carbs, eat more grains. But everywhere, there's always, like, equal amounts of meat and grains and, like, no vegetables. So I really think this is important. And to get people to be active, you know, my impression for day was almost about my yoga class last night because I took a class harder than normal and I hadn't wow. gone to yoga in over a month. challenges. And that's why I can't move today because I am so sore. I understand sore. that. I do yoga too, so. <laughs> that now, means you did all the moves correctly. Because you're <laughs> I, sore. Yes, because she's, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hopefully. <laughs> or, or, you know, maybe I actually pulled something a little hopefully bit. Hopefully not. <laughs> I guess I'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> now, does Project Raise um, do anything with like... Um, do you sponsor any activities through your uh, project directly? Like, let's say, yoga classes or Tai Chi classes or anything like that? Um, Raise Directly does not sponsor any mm-hmm. of those programs. What we do is we work with our partners um, and have them promote those programs within their actual organization, mission, and vision already. Got it. So that's, I think, that kind of the beautiful thing about Raise is that you're part of this kind of movement towards a healthy lifestyle, but you keep your identity as an organization. So, you know, we're not, <clears throat> so, you know, we're not going to come in and try to change the way you, you do things. It's kind of like, oh, you know, add physical activity to your school. But mm-hmm. if martial arts is the way you want to do it, because that's what they arrange, then um, do it that way. We have a, a Hindu school that we're working with and um, they wanted to uh, do yoga because that's actually, you know, what fits with them. And so um, (laughs) we are, you know, very open because we know that a healthy lifestyle is not a cookie cutter system. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people think, oh, if I need to exercise, that means I need to do push-ups and jumping jacks. But (laughs) no, you know, you could, um, maybe you might learn it through yoga or maybe through line dancing, which is Mm -hmm. actually what one of the groups is doing, um, oh, you know, they're having sweet. line dancing available for their organ for their. Can, can I do it too? Can I, what, what group is this? Guy? It's wanna... actually Paso. Oh the, really? Yeah. Oh yes, uh, oh, Paso that's... has a uh, line dancing class every Thursday or Friday. Every Friday. Every Wait, Friday. You, yes. you say lion, not line, right? Line dancing, line. because I don't know. Oh, Filipinos oh, wait, are line. so addicted to line oh. dancing, <laughs> and I didn't know that. Uh, you mean like Kathy th- knew about it? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, then maybe I won't come. I want to dress up like a lion. <laughs> a lion that's line dancing. That would be nice to see. That would be cool. That would be cool. I think you need to attend. In fact, I will attend if you attend, Yin. Oh, wow. Will you be the behind part of my lion? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I will be the trainer with a whip. Oh, no. <laughs> I will, like, move, move, move. And I'll be like, okay, left, right, left. Left, right, left. Don't eat them. Top on hill. But it's actually really cool how they decided to do line dancing. It's because um, part of race, we did an assessment at the beginning and 
Paso did a great job because they found out that a lot of their community members um, want to be physically active, but they don't feel comfortable going to the gym mm -hmm. or they don't feel comfortable going to a recreation center. That's, so, that's true. So they said, okay, well, you know what? Let's have it at our community center, which they have a beautiful community center. And mm -hmm. they started doing line dancing, not lion. <laughs> and, not lion. All right. And, uh, but Ian will be there in a lion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it. I'll attend that. Yeah. Me and Ian are going to go. Yeah, and she yeah, will be in a... She'll be she will be serious in a lion costume and start lion dancing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to lion dance. That's what I want to learn. That's, With the like, that's what you want to learn. <laughs> I'll be rolling on the ground and everybody will be looking at me like, "What is that girl doing?" She's lion dancing. She's not even Filipino. <laughs> oh, they're so nice. They'll probably be like, "Yeah." They will be excited because cool. there's a new person. Yeah, yeah. they're so that's nice. True. Maybe so. maybe maybe Let's we will plan it. a day <laughs> where you just wear the lion pants and I'll wear the lion head. So. <laughs> But, uh, but I think it's absolutely wonderful. I myself, you know, I used to teach like aerobics, which is simple aerobics, but I taught in Chinese for some of the older parents. Interesting in Chinese. Yeah. And, and actually it was pretty easy. It was a lot of stretching and a lot of just repeated stuff. Um, not line dancing per se, but just repeated patterns of jump here, lift here, mm, okay. kick there. And it was just. Did you have music? Yes. And, and I played pop music and they liked that I was playing music that their kids or their grandkids were listening to. So like, oh, I know this song. My daughter listens to it. I'm like. Yep. I now feel like hip. I'm a baby. They feel hip now. <laughs> yes, they feel hip. And it, it was an awesome class. But unfortunately, my life and schedule changed. I couldn't teach that class anymore. Um, but okay. Uh, well, Kathy, tell us a little bit about any Asian traditions that you might celebrate at home, like for the Lunar New Year. Or uh, you mentioned, uh, or actually, Alex mentioned Among New Year coming up soon. Or was. It's it? her. You oh, did? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Um, so every year what we do in the Hmong community, so we have a Hmong New Year celebration. When is this? And this year, actually, um, it's going to be held in Akron, mm -hmm. and it is on November 9th. And uh, the location is at Tadmore Shrine. And so if you just go on Google, you know, and you can is look up. Is that T-A-D-M-O-R-E? T-A-D-M-O-O. R, oh, I believe oh, oh, Shrine. Mm, yeah. yeah, and it's in Akron, Ohio. Um, it's a free event, so it's open in the community. And it's basically, um, actually, it's funny. It's actually a time of the year where uh, a lot of singles meet each other. Interesting. So it's when, you know. In the Hmong community. It, this is where they hook up. Yes. Um, <laughs> not, not in Akron because everyone knows each other kind of. Uh, okay. But if you were to go to like, a, like traditionally back in Laos or Thailand or in a big city like yes. Fresno or St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, it's where a lot of the young guys come out and all the, the girls come out. We wear our traditional outfits and um, ah. we do this traditional ball toss, which is kind of like, it's kind of like a flirty ball toss kind of thing. I don't know. You just use like a tennis ball and you throw the ball back and forth at each other. But it's a interesting. It's but a what if method. you hit the other person in the head? And well, well, it's it's kind of like not, a way of flirting. They not you know? dating like, No, but it, it's really cool. it's kind of. Yeah. I could imagine. What if someone is really awkward with sports well, and they're not mature. he throws yeah. the ball and it hits the girl in the head? And, and that's a conversation starter right yeah. there, you know? Yeah. So. You know, little boys, they, they hit girls that they like because they don't like to like them. Yeah. You know, little uh, boys are like this that. This is interesting. So. Yep. This show could reach a lot of people in different areas of the U.S. So <laughs> there's your hint if you're like preteen and you're wondering, how do I meet another mom girl or a mom boy? <laughs> this is the event that you want your parents. Take a tennis ball. Yes, take a tennis ball. Start throwing them in the correct accurate direction. <laughs> Either two things can happen: you can find a mate, or you can be a b b um, major league baseball uh, pitcher. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, 
You're right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so is this open to the public, this event? Yes, it's open to the public. So usually what happens is in the morning we do the, the ball toss, you know, and then um, in the afternoon, late afternoon, we have like a huge community meal. And then... Um, so theoretically, other non-Hmong people can find their mates too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know... <laughs> as long it, as you know how to throw a ball. <laughs> they, they can come out, yeah. And you know, it's funny because a lot of our uh, high school students bring their friends, their non-Hmong friends, and mm-hmm. their moms dress them up in the traditional Hmong clothes. Oh, that's and interesting. And they come out that's and, awesome. you know, they participate with us. And uh, it's really cool. So I really encourage anyone who's interested... To come out in the evening, we have performances. So they do like dancing, singing, um, poetry. So, yeah, you should come out. I'm gonna have to go into my closet and pull out the skirts. Yeah, I have a lot of tennis balls. I play tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now that Halloween's coming, are you guys dressing up? As as a traditional Hmong costume? You came in this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you just came that's in that's cold. cold. That's, what, that's why I said that. Johnny's um, like, oh, ginger topping. Yeah. Um, well, um, yes, I am going as a character from Attack on Titan, which is a Japanese anime. Um, it's done by the... Uh, the creators of Death Note, which for those of you who are uh, a fan of anime will know that it's a pretty extreme anime. I love it. The plot, the writing of Death Note is amazing. Attack on Titan is very different, but and it goes kind of slowly, kind of like Dragon Ball, but it's also a very good story. And I have me, my husband Aaron, my little brother, and our friend Chris are all going as characters from Attack on Titan. Hmm. Oh, that's so cool. The soldiers, not the actual very Titans. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> Johnny? I'm just going to get uh, my little Assassin's Creed coat. Assassin's Creed. That's not really Asian. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, well you're, kinda, yeah, you're right. It's not <laughs> Korean. But hey, you know, but it's you're a Asian. I'm Asian. Yes, so there we go. That's a world difference. Besides the characters, it'll be um, uh, in, in Indian American, American Indian. So it's kind of have some Asian in it. Never mind. Uh, cool. you, you, if you go back through the Bering Strait, yeah, all the way down. down. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, 10 million years ago? Yes. You're, you're, that, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I know. What about you, Alex? I'm still thinking about it. It's probably going to be anything that has star related in it. Star oh, Trek, really? Star oh. Wars, oh. you know, anything that has sci-fi <laughs> star in it. Can you just get something different than Star Wars or Star Trek? Or, well, or, two or years or ago, I went to Green Lantern so with the whole costume. So, but yeah, it's difficult to uh, put that mask in your to glue that mask in your face for <laughs> eight hours, and well, that mask didn't move for eight yeah. hours, and I blackened my. I I had done that for a, a Joker's card. I had a mask hmm. glued. Yeah, my face. and that's why I don't want to do it again. <laughs> you should go with Sulu this year. That's that's a possibility, but I have no hair, so. <laughs> well, I have a wig. You want to borrow it? Yeah, probably, probably, or a clown, a killer clown. You just gotta clown. Sh- shave. That's not Asian, though. I know it's not. So, what about you, Kathy? Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I've been thinking of going as a piece of sashimi. What? So, I don't eat ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you if you just like you know, if you Google like DIY sushi costume, like people would just get so creative and my niece is old enough now that she could walk around so I might try to make her like the gin like the pickled <gasps> ginger or I don't know, something. We'll, we'll That's a good creative. idea. Yeah. I'll bring chopsticks. So yeah. <laughs> I'll be beside you with the Star so, Wars thing. Maybe I'll be like a California roll or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that would be that would be really awesome. You should oh, you just... mean that one? Yeah. Oh, Johnny's pulling up pictures and showing yeah. it to us. So that is really creative. It's what like kind a... of sashimi are you gonna be though? Salmon, I don't know. mackerel. 
White tuna. You, tuna. you have to get a whole army of people to go. That yeah, would be adorable. That, that I know. would be really cool. I know. So. And somebody needs to be the wasabi. Yeah, I know. Someone needs to be the wasabi. It would be really funny if they actually smell like wasabi. And then, you know, everybody oh, gosh. would be like, what's that smell? Yeah, what's that smell? Well, I'm wasabi. I'm wasabi, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're nearing the top of our hour, and I want to thank Kathy for coming in and giving us a fun interview today. Thank you. It was uh, really fun being here. Thank you so much. And any last words, DJ Lexicon? Yes. uh, Whatever you're planning, whatever you're thinking, always follow your dreams and never give up. And also let us know on Facebook so then we can share it with everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, any last words? No. Thank you, uh, Kathy, to be here with, with us. It's always a fun thing. Absolutely, and I apologize if I sound like an executioner when I mentioned last words. I meant last words for tonight. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that still sounds like I know. I apologize. Kathy will go missing <laughs> in the next couple words. of months. <laughs> oh, wow, mom. <laughs> well, those are Kathy's last words. <laughs> mom. <laughs> mom. Well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Asia Town Voice is out.